Dearly beloved, we are gathered here together this morning to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Family Bible Church. Imagine that. 20 years ago, a lot of hope and a lot of hard work, my friends, but here we are today. And friends, on this celebration day, I want to invite you to consider this morning renewing your commitment to the mission and the ministries you signed up for. Some of you, it was a long time ago. Some of you, not too long ago at all. But you will remember a day that Family Bible Church became not just the church or it became my church. Do you remember that? Family Bible Church became your church. You knew the mission. You knew the philosophy. You knew the core values. And you said, yes, this is the church I want to sign up for. At some point in your life, you said, this is it. But perhaps at uh, vow renewals, and I wonder if you've been a part of that. I wasn't here very long in ministry before a couple came to me and said, we'd like to renew our vows. And what a great thing it is to say, yes, I would do it all over again. And so the question is here this morning, would you? Would you renew your commitment and hard work motivated by the promises of God and the hope that God will use you to impact the lives within these walls and outside these walls. And so I ask you this. Here is a question that I hope you will answer. Are you here this morning willing to recommit yourself to the work, the ministries, and the mission of Family Bible Church, and if so, indicate by saying, we are. I know it was scary talking in the middle of a sermon, wasn't it? But don't be shy, my friends. This isn't a play to play around with. I ask you to deeply consider what we talk about here this morning, recommitting to and invest our lives, our energies, our gifts, our talents in the work that God has called us to here. Now, it is befitting that we pattern this anniversary celebration after a wedding, considering the church is, after all, the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. We talk about marriages. We talk about vows. We have two people that look at one another and vow to love one another. And that is certainly the primacy of love is key in every church, in every marriage, in every relationship. The primacy of love. Now, what do we mean by that? Love is indeed our prime directive. It is the great commandment. <coughs> it is the bond that will hold us together. It is the bond that helps us endure difficult times. But what is love? Well, my friends, you've heard me say often that love is a sacrificial investment in someone else's life, a sacrificial investment, saying no to yourself in order that you might say yes to someone else. Love is the very opposite of self-serving activities. When you use people and play on people's emotions in order to get what it is that you would want, 
love, a sacrificial investment in someone else. That is the key to every relationship. A relationship cannot last without love, without someone saying no to themselves in order that they can say yes to somebody else. And that's what makes a church work, love, sacrificial investment in someone else. Well, we have a better definition. And we talk about the primacy of love. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 27, we read this. Every one of us knows it. We've heard it a thousand times for sure. That you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. And oh, by the way, as your neighbor, as yourself. The service of any relationship is looking out for the other person mutually. Two people looking out for one another and a church family doing the very same. There are no cliques at Family Bible Church. There's no separation of these people and those people. Because that would defy the very nature of love. Love says... I say no to me and I say yes to you. I sacrifice what I have that you might have something better. My friends, that is love. Love, the very bond that holds it all together. So we have the primacy of love. We have the definition of love. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I'd like to encourage you to take your copy of the scriptures and look there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 This is so well known, not just inside the church, but outside the church, that some people have no idea that this is even in the Bible. They've seen it in all kinds of bookstores and on posters. It is the biblical definition of love, and it is so very descriptive, my friends. The very definition of love. What is it that motivates a church if it is not love for God and love for the people around us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4, we read this. Love is patient. Do you see how instantly the focus is on the other person? Considering their place, considering their circumstances. You see, love is patient. Because impatience is all about me not about you. Love is patient and it is kind. Think about that word kind. It feels kind of soft, you know? I like the word nice. What does it even mean? But it certainly is the beginning stages and the groundwork of looking out for someone else. All of these things focus on someone else, the very nature of love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. All of those things, of course, are eye-centered. It is not arrogant or rude. Because rude is all about me, me, me. But kindness, that is all about the other person. And I want you to notice it does not insist on its own way. We can already begin to feel how uncomfortable those kinds of words are. They destroy relationships. I want it my way. I want it this way. I want it now. 
You can just feel the hands push people away when they insist yet even demand what it is that they want. It is not irritable or resentful. And I want you to notice it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. There happens to be a pattern, and perhaps you've even participated in it. When you see someone who has been unkind to you and something negative, something bad happens in their life, and you rejoice in it. This is not the stuff of love, my friends. Love says, what can I do to step in and help? Love says, how can we get together to repair? How can we move toward health instead of tearing one another down? Love rejoices in the truth. And notice this, it bears all things. Love is like glue. It's sticky. It sticks around, my friends. Love is not easily dissuaded. Love does not get frustrated and walk away. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And we talk about a commitment to the work that God has established here at Family Bible Church in its ministries. The foundation of it all is love, our love for God and our love for one another. It is a good place where children can grow up and say, I know love is not something you say about pizza. Love is something that you do with people. You sacrifice for their good. You give up good days and sunny days to go volunteer and help someone. Love says no to me and yes to someone else. And it is love that brings glory to God. And we say no to ourselves and yes to him. Love, it is the bond that holds us together, my friends, that makes it all possible. Without love, it can't happen. And the wonderful thing about love is it can never be hidden. You can't love someone and keep it secret. You see, you, we, we grow up and we hear love being used in talking about liking people. Well, I like her. She's cute. She's pretty. She's sweet. And, and that, that is all self-centered. That, may, that person makes me feel good and happy. It's using people, friends. That has nothing to do with love. We use that word love about lima beans and pizza and Disney World and everything else. And we say, what does the word possibly mean if it can be used about those things? And we forget that when you love someone, friends, you can't keep it secret because it will always show itself. In the actions, maybe never in words, but always in actions. You may never ever say those words, but you live it out. When I think about that, I think of moms. You know, from early morning to late at night, they are at it for the family. It is one of the real concrete ways that people demonstrate love is looking out for someone else. Dad's getting up, dressing up, driving out all day long. 
So his son can have a new baseball mitt and his daughter can get a new dress. You know, and his, his wife can, you know, whatever the list is, my friends, the things that are needed, the things that, that make life better, the investment made day after day. And the way a dad comes home, squeezes his wife and said, the day is too long without you. These are the things of love. Longing to be with one another before one another. Love, that is the stuff of Family Bible Church. It is the great commandment to love God that way. No to us, yes to him. Well, I could do this, but God has called me to something greater. It's not very popular, and it surely isn't easy. But my friends, that's how you demonstrate love. No to me and yes to you. You can't hide love, my friends. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. My friends, there is nothing about love that is offensive to someone. Love is quiet and gentle and powerful. And verse 8 tells us love never never ends. Love love never ends. I mean, as for prophecies, I mean, they're going to pass away. They get fulfilled. It's old news. I mean, tongues, languages, they're going to cease. As for knowledge, it's going to pass away. The fact is we know in part and we prophesy in part. Prophesy in part. In verse 10, you know, we, uh, but when the perfect comes, and that word perfect means mature. It means all grown up. But when the perfect comes, the partial passes away. Here's an illustration of it. When I was a child... I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Don't miss this, friends. So now faith, hope, and love abide these. But the greatest of these is love. It is great to have incredible deep faith and a great hope that keeps you in the game. But of all of these, my friends, the greatest is love. It does not matter that you offer your body to be burned. If you have not love, you have nothing. So what say you? The fact is, my friends, that love is a sacrifice, and love is the trademark of a disciple. How do we know who's real? I mean, we've been around the block enough to know there's some phonies out there that take on the name of Christ to use it as an advantage to gain something. How do you know who's authentic? Well, the scripture in John chapter 13 and verse 35 tells us this. Jesus, talking to his disciples, said these words, By this, 
all people will know that you are my disciples. How is it? You carry a Bible everywhere? Oh, you know verses. I'll tell you, you know verses. You dress like one. You got one of those cool t-shirts that talks about Jesus. I mean, what is it that sets the people of God apart? It is this. If you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. It is why a man and a woman marry. They say, I want to invest the rest of my life in you. You are someone that matters to me. I see great things in your life. God can use you. You can accomplish much for the glory of God. And I want to invest in it. It's the only reason to marry. It is the greatest reason to marry. And it accomplishes the greatest things. When you vow, commit yourself to invest in others. It is the blood of Family Bible Church, my friends. It pumps through our veins. It is why we do anything that we do. A young man stands at a door to greet people. Well, does that really matter? It matters to me. It matters to me that someone says, I want people to feel welcomed. I want them, if they've been kicked around all week, to know that somebody here loves you. It all matters, friends, every last bit. When you say, I'm going to focus outside instead of inside, I'm going to look out for someone else. That's what Family Bible Church has to be about. We walk inside here, we encourage one another, we teach one another, we strengthen one another, we laugh with one another, and we cry with one another, friends. And when we walk out these walls, we love the people out there too. I say we cannot let people enter into a Christless eternity without us bringing up an uncomfortable conversation. They may respond poorly. They may hate me afterwards. They may laugh at me, but I love them too much to let them walk into hell. Love, sacrificial investment. I will lay down my pride. I will lay down my self-esteem for the good of someone else. That's what we're talking about when we talk about the ministry of Family Bible Church. Loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We love him as a reflection of how he has loved us. And how has he loved us, friends? Ten words. Say it good and loud, friends. What are those ten words? He died for whose sins? My sin. Your sin. That is a sacrifice for the good of someone else. We love him because he first loved us. And it is because of him that we know what love is. And it is what we pursue in this life. This is Family Bible Church. So, friends, I ask you this. If this is something you want to commit to and say this is the life, the lifeblood of Family Bible Church, please repeat after me. We, the congregation of Family Bible Church, 
Commit to live according to the teachings of the Word of God, to exercise our spiritual gift in the service of the body, to regularly participate in the worship services, faithfully contribute to the financial needs of the church, and to follow the leadership that God has called to lead this body, to love one another, and to show compassion to the lost in communicating the gospel to a lost and dying world. Does that get your adrenaline pumping, friends? To say, yes, today we love. We say no to ourselves and yes to someone else. And we watch how God works. How things begin to change in our relationships with one another. How suddenly we start to see how the Spirit of God begins to move us. A loving church to transform our community. Well, friends, in light of these vows and commitments that you have made, I commend you now to nurture an ever-growing love for God and to live according to the Spirit of God's leading, to be consumed with knowing and living out the Word of God, to be the agent of change that God uses to conform us to the character of His Son and transform our community with the preaching of the gospel, all for the glory of God. I commend you to live it, to try something different, to say, I am a person of, a follower of Christ who loves and do it. Don't just say it, do it, my friends. And I leave you with this scripture, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. God help us. The Spirit is willing. We all agree that this is how we ought to live. But God doing it is the hard part. Saying no to ourself is the greatest battle. It is the very nature of sin to seek out our own will and our own good over anyone else's. So God, help us. Spirit of God, empower us to say no to ourselves and to invest in the people around us, not simply to look for their flaws in order to make ourselves feel a little better. God, help us now. You've, you've heard our voices, but more than that, God, you've seen our hearts. You know, the thoughts and the intents. Honor these things, God, I pray. Be glorified in the choices we make hitherto, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.